78644 is brought to you by Texas Hatters, El Ray Bar and Nightclub, Nightbirds Hospitality, The Culinary Room, Wendy R. Books and Gifts, Birdie House, and Maverick Horseback Riding. In-kind sponsors are Bevy's Fine Wine and Spirits, Good Things Grocery, Willigan's Island, Courthouse Nights, Printing Solutions, and the Gaslight Baker Theater. Mark Twain said, There is no such thing as a new idea. It's impossible. We simply take a lot of old ideas and put them into a sort of mental kaleidoscope. We turn them, and they make new and curious combinations. We keep on turning and make new combinations indefinitely. But they are the same old pieces of colored glass that have been in use through all the ages. I think that's definitely true in music too, as well as art or literature that you go looking for something from the past to make sense of the now and in some way connect yourself to what's come before. In this episode, we're going to explore that a little bit with uh, talking to two different songwriters and people that have shops here in Lockhart that tie themselves to an older time but bring it straight up to the now and make it very modern. I'm Stephen Collins, and this is 78644. Jenny Saad is a Lockhart resident and local singer-songwriter who has an interesting story because she grew up in Lockhart, and it was one way, and then she left to live overseas for a little bit, for about half a year, and when she came back, she found a completely different place. You're a Lockhart native, like you you grew up here, born and bred, is that, is that right? Definitely, moved here when I was like five, so... Started kindergarten here um, and graduated high school here. So <laughs> the whole thing, that's great. The whole shebang. Bang. And we, we could just talk a little bit to get started about all the change that I'm sure you've seen here uh, being in Lockhart. Oh, so much change. You know, um, being from here, there was really nothing for the youngsters to, to do, you know, or even the, you know, the older crowd to do. There was nothing to do. Okay. <laughs> um, no culture, really. And Coming from a background that is super cultural, I needed, you know, something, you know, more. And I love Lockhart. Don't get me wrong. It's better now. Yeah, after high school, um, went to Texas State for a bit. I needed to just get away from, you know, things that were here. I needed something bigger uh, than what was here already. So I moved over to London, um, about 30 minutes outside of central London in this um, uh, town called Romford. And I lived there for about, you know, six, seven months and uh, loved it. Came back and things were totally different here. It was like one shebang in a short amount of time or, you know, uh, yeah, I was nearly gone traveling, didn't even come back for a year. And in that time, boom, just it was major difference. Culturally, very, very, very different. Um, um, There is a whole scene that goes on downtown that still a lot of people in Lockhart aren't um, aware about. And I wish everybody, I want everybody to be aware about it because there's so many cool, talented people. Um, it, the influx of talent here in Lockhart is just absolutely crazy. Um, 
And that's what I'm enjoying the most about it because I'm growing as a person because of who's who I'm surrounded by. My father bought a guitar for me when I was like eight, nine, never really picked it up. Um, when I moved to England, I decided I was going to bring that guitar with me there and that I was going to learn for myself, you know? And so I went out listening to buskers on the street and learning chords in my little bedroom and, you know, the top of a house, you know, it was so cute, that little room anyways. And I would play my guitar in there and I fell in love with music from there forward, you know, uh, playing and experimenting. And so when I got back to Lockhart, Naomi and Chaz had opened up Sunflower and Friends by this time. And um, I started taking lessons there and uh, it's kind of come full fold really three years later and now i'm teaching lessons there sunflower and friends was a big influence on kind of cementing what you'd experimented with in in england right oh a big 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 influence in my life uh chaz naomi aaron who was my first guitar teacher um uh, later on mary uh but they were a big influence in uh, music taste. Uh, it was already there, you know, but um, even put it in more um, and just being able to grow at a faster rate. I mean, you really do become the people you surround yourself with for the most part. And I used to hate when my parents would say that, like birds of a, fle- a feather flock together kind of thing. But it's 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 pretty true. My flower, my darling was written um, on my way back from a trip from Turkey. You know, I was in the plane and it just it's crazy how songwriting will just hit you like that. And you didn't even know it. You know, you'd never think, I never thought, oh, I'm going to be a singer-songwriter, really. You know, but one day it just hits you after consistency with music around you. I uh, play at Load Off Fanny's every second and fourth Saturday of the month. And I play for a couple hours between 7.30 and 9.30. And I love being there. Load Off Fanny's is like a second family to me. It always has uh, been. When I came back from England, I needed quick money. And I started bartending and got to know Haley and Barb, but now they're embedded in my life, really. I'm mainly a cover artist right now, and I love taking uh, music that I love and making it my own. I'm not really the cover artist who um, uh, pin for pin does the recording. It's never that way for me. It's like I'm just taking it and, and feeling the music how I, how I feel, you know? So mainly covers and my uh, couple originals. My family's from Egypt. Um, and uh, my, my father's first generation here. And my mom is half white, half Mexican. But my dad's current wife, you know, my stepmom is first generation Moroccan. So my house, immediate household is very much like super Middle Eastern, high emotions in that house, <laughs> very, very high emotions. And I'm super grateful for it. But um, And then also when I went to England, I just naturally kind of gravitated to also the Middle Eastern culture in my friends and in my relationships there. I got uh, really attached to the Turkish culture um, in in specific. And so now I have a whole uh, wave base of friends that live in England but are Turkish and have, you know, their family all in Turkey. And um, so I've been fortunate to be surrounded by those kind of cultures I'm a big uh, classic rock and roll fan, blues. Um, I do love to listen to Middle Eastern music. I, you know, my father used to drive me to kindergarten with my this my favorite purple tape, you know, that he played some of his favorite Arabic songs on. And I just remember sticking my head out the window like a <laughs> like a dog anyways and uh, listening to this tape. But um, 
I hear it every time I go over to my parents' house. You know, they're blasting Arabic music all the time, and I love it. it I, so I do think it influences, definitely. Texas sun Thinking about What could it become
A chance to stop by the Lone Star workshop and um, visit with Alice and Janister about how the shop got started and also a little bit about some of the events that they're hosting there. Well, my name is Alice and Janister, and I'm the co owner of Lone Star Workshop. Uh, I started this business in 2019 with my friend and uh, business partner, Leanna Ford. She and I met while we were. Cleaning houses in Austin. Uh, I had a little cleaning company in Austin for many years, and we met through a mutual friend. And after working together for a few years, we decided to start this business together. So I sold my cleaning company, and we started Lone Star Workshop. We have um, gathered a bunch of our artist friends and other regional artists and makers. We sell handmade jewelry, fine art, um, art prints, and many other handmade goods and gifts. Liana has a jewelry maker background of um, over 20 years of experience. So she is a metalsmith and she does beaded jewelry, all sorts of stuff. And I have a fine art background in printmaking and painting. Um, so together, we have been able to curate a gallery shop that has a bunch of jewelry and art. When we opened in April of 2019, our expectations were a little higher than uh, what was actually happening in Lockhart at the time. And then we had a pandemic happen a year into being open. So it's definitely been a challenge to keep our doors open, but Leanna and I have continued to have other jobs along the way and just have worked really hard to keep our doors open so that when things did get better, uh, we could still be here for that. And luckily, it seems like Lockhart has been uh, really perking up. There's a lot of fun stuff happening these days. I feel like we're working harder than ever, but it's not without reward. Like, I, I do feel like there has been a lot more business in Lockhart. A lot of tourists that come through, they really want to know what's local that we have in the shop. I think that with more and more galleries and co-ops 
happening in Lockhart, we have um, even more of a draw of art lovers and artists and musicians. So that kind of energy has been really wonderful. I think the more the merrier as far as that goes. Our focus uh, with our fine art is we really like to have kind of emerging artists featured. So people who maybe are having their first show. Uh, For instance, um, someone who taught for many years and never really got to focus as much as they'd like to on their own art, and now is their time to shine. Um, So well-established artists in terms of they've been putting in the work for many years, uh, but not necessarily big in the art world yet. We love being a platform for that, and, and we love encouraging people who still are hesitant about putting themselves out there. Uh, we love to promote other creatives because it's hard. It's hard to put yourself out there. We know how it is personally. <laughs> Last year, we started hosting workshops which was always the plan, but uh, once we were about to launch into that, COVID happened, so that was put on back burner. So we have uh, jewelry making workshops, various art workshops. Uh, It's been a really great experience. We still do our regular first Fridays where we stay open late and provide a cocktail, and we often have art openings during first Fridays. And we've started having a monthly sketch club as well, or sketch party is what we're calling it. So we'll be doing that on March 9th. On March 3rd, our upcoming first Friday, we have an art opening with Don Stark and Kay Artist. We met Don and Kay through Naomi of Sunflower and Friends. Don is Naomi's mother, and she is a really talented painter. We've admired her work for a long time. And Kay is Kay Artist. He goes by Kay Artist. Um, he is actually a professional violinist. He has gotten into painting just in the past couple of years. So he is focused more on abstract work. We are going to have a complimentary cocktail. And we may or may not have live music by Kay. For more information on the Lone Star Workshop, you can find it on their website, lonestar-workshop.com. And now a word from our sponsor. This year, I've had three people come in and ordered a hat for their son who graduated from high school. And that's what he wanted. It's not what the parents, but they remember walking in with dad and grandpa getting their hat shaped by Manny and now bringing them back and getting clean and rebuilt with us. And now they want the third generation, Joella and us to continue. Um, And that's what they want. They don't want want a new pair of Nikes. They don't want a pair of boots. Some get the boots after they get that. (laughs) But, you know, and, and I'm starting to see more and more ladies get hats too because they realize what was involved accommodating to fit. And they pick out a new hat band and they, people think they got a new hat. Come on down to Texas Hatters where we top the best. Ben Sparks from Roll Fast Ranchware here in Lockhart is uh, stopped by to uh, discuss the shop and the um, new concert series that he's doing there at the shop. Ben, thanks for coming in. Hey, how you doing, everybody? Hey, Ben. 
we were talking earlier before we started recording that you the original vision of the shop was the ranchware and music, right? Yes, the original concept was to supplement the the band that I also run that's called Roll Fast Ramblers. Roll Fast Ramblers and Roll Fast Ranchware are part of the same uh, company, which is Roll Fast Productions. So um, the goal was to be doing shows at the shop and other things besides uh, selling clothes. There's a space that's behind the shop that that is a pretty nice space to do uh, concerts and things like that. We used to have a bike shop back there, but unfortunately it had to, had to move on. Had to, we had to close it down. We weren't making enough money with it. The clothing store is doing really well. The bike shop got us through the pandemic because bikes blew up during the pandemic. But unfortunately, the bike business has died down considerably since 2000 or, or 2021. Do you think um, as the city grows that that might come back? Or? It will come back, yes. Like there'll be there'll be room for a bike shop here. I, I would give it another three or four years though before you could support a bike shop here. So... Back in October, I went to New Orleans uh, on vacation, and we ended up going to the Preservation Hall show, and we saw that they were doing a fully acoustic show there with jazz, and I, I was really moved by how well that music sounds, how good it sounds when it's fully acoustic without any kind of amplification. So the next day, we actually ran into some friends of mine in New Orleans and they do acoustic music. And I realized that there was no space for that in Lockhart and barely any space for that in the Austin area. So I wanted to start doing some shows that were completely acoustic and a a listening room situation where people are asked not to talk or film or, you know, be on their phones. Years ago, I lived in Tallahassee and there was some jazz musicians that did the exact same thing in this small bar that I used to go to called Waterworks in downtown Tallahassee. So I had experienced that before, but it had been a long time. And you're going to be playing your own venue with the with the Ramblers, right? Yeah, Roll Fast Ramblers will be there on the 26th of February. Roll Fast Ramblers is a band that I started about 10 years ago to do pre-war western swing because i didn't hear too many people doing that and what we do is we actually listen to the influences that the western swing creators were influenced by so we're we go back and we listen to new orleans jazz and old like really old fiddle music and things like that and we try to do our own construction of of western swing from there instead of from the post-war bob wills tiffany transcriptions type stuff where most Western swing bands get their material. There's a lot of people that have, have, have that play with Roll Fast Ramblers. Uh, right now I've got a piano, a fiddle player, a sax player. I play bass. Our guitar player also plays banjo. He plays banjo and guitar, so. And then I also have a couple steel guitar players that we play with, drum, a couple drummers that we play with. So we, we have a kind of a little community that gets together and plays it. What we do is we take out all of the clothes that are in, in boots that are in the middle of our shop and we set up, you know, about 20 seats and we we would probably limit limit it to just those seats. And then, you know, everybody sits down and we tell stories and talk about the influences of, of the music that we're playing. It's real quiet and nice. We turn the lights down and give away free beer. 
eventually we would like to try to do them a little bit more, but we haven't really figured that out yet. To be honest, I just need more time to to be to make sure that I've got all the I's dotted and the T's crossed and everything. We used to do the second Sunday, but then we realized that some friends were doing a music night that night, so we we kind of want to go to that music night that they do. So uh, now we're doing it. I think the third Sunday, but right now it's just on Sundays from six to eight. Our shop is different because we have. American-made products. Unfortunately, a lot of the Western wear community doesn't have that. Um, We have vintage-looking stuff, a lot of retro, repro stuff. So a lot of people think we're a rockabilly shop, even though I guess old Western and rockabilly is real similar. So, you know, we have cowboy hats and boots. It's a good shop. We have very popular T-shirts. Well, I appreciate your time, Ben, and coming in and discussing what what you're doing. We're looking forward to it. Sure. Thank you, boys, 
And it is time for the eye in the sky. Hey, Stephen, what's up here? Charlie Tuckett up here in the air. Your eye in the sky up here in Lockhart. Yeah, for a Monday, it's not looking too bad at the old mall. It looks like a lot of action up, uh, always headed across the street over there, Long John Silver's. But really, you know, everything kind of slows down after the uh, big fast food feast that goes on on Sunday evening here. And uh, things are kind of looking clear. You can make your way up if you're going uh, going north up to 183, maybe hitting Barton Creek Mall for the early sales there, you know, before Christmas starts. Probably have a nice uh, way to get up there. Um, looking at the El Mercado, I think at the Poco Loco. Everything looks clear from here. Um, also, I don't know if you mentioned, but I'd like to uh, thank our sponsor, Tab. Tab's making a comeback, and uh, we're here to support that great soft drink. Remember, it's all about fitness. No sugar, no sin. Back to you, Stephen. Well, thank you, Charlie, for that. Always good to see you and hear from you. Just a reminder that our lineup is featured on our Instagram page daily in our stories called The Roundup. If you want to know what's going on in town tonight, check out 78644 Podcast on Instagram. It's also the place to go find out when our next episode is out. Also, we want to remind people about our 78644 Local Program. It's a $5 or more a month subscription where all the proceeds go directly to musicians. This month, during our Heartivism Art Talk at the Lockhart Art House, we put the name of every musician who's been on the show in a hat. And Kay Mazan was the winner. They're featured on episode two. They will be receiving $75 as a tip. We believe tipping the band is essential to keeping live music healthy in our town. So stay tuned for the next event in March where we will be tipping the band who's playing in town. All right, here's the lineup of what's happening. Friday, February 24th at Old Pal, Mike Bova's Pleasure Seekers from 9.30 to 11.30 p.m. The Pearl will have Danny Ray Harris from 8 to 10 p.m. Arts and Craft will host its open mic night from 8 to 10 p.m. Lodoff Fannies will have two bins and a bear from 7 to 9 p.m. Commerce Hall will have the Shovelhawks. That's a $10 cover that goes to the band. Doors open at 7 p.m. The Gaslight Baker Theater will have 39 steps. That's 8 p.m. Go to mygbt.org for more information on that. El Rey will have Country Night with Junction. Saturday, February 25th, Old Pal will have the Julie Nolan Band from 9.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. Arts and Craft will have The Fossils. The show's at 8. There's no cover, so tip the band. Load Off Fannies will have Jams with Jenny from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Gaslight Baker Theater will have 39 Steps. The show starts at 8 p.m. Sunday, February 26th, Old Pal will have Alma Russ and Bryson Evans. It's brunch, not brunch, from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. The Pearl, Sunday matinee with W.C. Clark. The Godfather of Austin Blues starts at 3 it goes to 5 p.m. Arts and Craft will have its workshop of block printing with Linocut. It's a $30 fee for all materials are included. Gaslight Baker Theater will have 39 steps to 2 p.m. matinee. And the Roll Fast Roundup will be happening at Roll Fast, featuring the Roll Fast Ramblers. That's from 6 to 8 p.m. $10 cover goes to the band. Tuesday, February 28th, Commerce Hall will have the Two-Step Tuesdays with Jenny and the Corn Ponies. It's $10 at the door that goes to the band. Doors open and lessons start at 7 p.m. and the music starts at 8 p.m. Thursday, March 2nd, Old Pal. Halliana will be doing her residency there. Texas Independence Day, 7 to 9 p.m. The Pearl, Texas Independence Day celebration with Al Dresden Swing Review at 7 to 9 p.m. Friday, March 3rd, first Friday, 
the Commerce Gallery will have S.M. Chavez opening reception with eight new works. Old Pal will have First Friday double header from 7 to 9 p.m. will be Will Rhodes, and from 9.30 to 11.30 will be Doug Strahan. The Pearl will have Michael James Trio from 8 to 10 p.m. Arts and Craft will have Joe Bob's Bar and Grill Band. There's no cover. That's 8 p.m. Commerce Hall will have Katie and the Sharp Four. That's $10 at the door. It goes to the band. The doors open at 8. The show's at 9. The Gaslight Baker Theater, 39 Steps, will be playing. That's at 8 p.m. Saturday, March 4th, Old Pal will have Sidetracked from 9.30 to 11.30 p.m. Gaslight Baker Theater will have 39 Steps, 8 p.m. show. The El Rey will have Leo and Los Dominantes. That's a Tejano band. Doors open at 8. Show starts at 10. Sunday, March 5th, the Gaslight Baker Theater will have the 39 Steps, 2 p.m. matinee. The Pearl will have its Sunday matinee with Sharita Perez. That's from 3 to 5 p.m. Wednesday, March 8th, Old Pal will have Chicken Fried Steak Night with Parker Chapin's residency there from 7 to 9 p.m. The Pearl will have Chris Lancaster from 7 to 10 p.m. Thursday, March 9th at Old Pal, Mike Wynn will be playing from 7 to 9 p.m. And that's it for the 78644 News. Jen Hodges is a singer who lives here in Lockhart, Texas, also a co-owner of Fiddler's Green along with her husband, Ben Hodges. Jen is the leader of Jenny and the Corn Ponies and also a member of various other musical groups that run the gamut of the old-time and country and Western genre. A fantastic singer and a friend for a long time. It's good to have her in. She comes in to talk about a new event that she's planning and uh, the shop, some news on that, and also perform for us. Jen, thanks for coming in to hang out with us here today on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I, I wanted to get started a little bit and talk about, I remember one time I heard you say that um as a as a little girl, you had you had heard country and western music, and then all of a sudden it was it kind of just became I, I don't want to say an obsession, but <laughs> but definitely a trail to go down. Yeah, obsession is actually a word that I do that I like to use because I just dove in headfirst after um, listening to old country records as a child at uh, Garner State Park, where they have a big two step dance every night. My family went camping there every year. And I associated these old 50s and 60s country songs with that place and just having fun in the summertime. And um, we didn't really listen to those records at home, but later in college, I found all those records and um, read a few history books on country music history. And uh, that's how I got really into country music. People were kind of passing around, you know, CDs and uh, playlists and things, and I just really latched on to the old, you know, Loretta Lynn and Patsy Klein because it reminded me of being a kid at Garner State Park. So then I just kind of started down this trail, started with 60s country music and then led to bluegrass and old time as well. Do, do they still have those events at Garner? I think so. I think they still have it every uh, Friday and Saturday night. It's yeah. like a dance thing? It's a dance that's in the pavilion there. It, they call it a pavilion. It's like an open air patio attached to the old, you know, those those cool old lodges that were built in the 30s by the CCC, there's a jukebox there. And it's been the same jukebox like since my dad was a kid. And my dad actually taught me how to two-step there. So it's a special place for my family. 
I grew up in a really musical family. My mom was an elementary music teacher and a beautiful singer and piano player. And my dad um, was a rocker. He liked to play guitar and bass. He was in a garage band in high school. And um, so we always had instruments around. And I played piano um, from when I was a little kid up until about 12 or 13. And I saw a Beatles documentary on TV and just got obsessed with the idea of playing guitar. So my dad got out the guitar that night and showed me some chords. And um, from there, I kind of just kept teaching myself with his help and played guitar probably every day until I, until I left home. Um, and it just kind of sat, you know, I brought it with me to college, but didn't play it much. And um, Whenever I got kind of around finishing up with school, I got really into country music and found venues around Austin where old classic country music was being played, um, namely Jimmy's Little Longhorn. Hung out there a bunch and um, started playing guitar again and singing uh, these old country songs with my guitar. And it was around that time, about 2007, 2008, that I wanted to start my own country band so that I could basically sing all these old songs I had fallen in love with. So that's when I started The Corn Ponies, Jenny and the Corn Ponies. And uh, our first show was in July of 2008. And um, at that time, I was working a day job as a, um, an administrative assistant for a landscape architect company. And so I had, you know, an eight to five job. And then on the weekends and at night, I would be playing with my band. And it was during that time playing with The Corn Ponies that I met a bunch of friends that are still my dear friends to this day. And um, there are a couple other bands that kind of formed as offshoots of the Corn Ponies. Uh, one was with Beth Christman and Melissa Carper, the Carper family. And that was a bluegrass trio that I um, had the privilege of being in for about five years. And we still play together some now, but it was really for about five years that we hit it hard and toured and made a bunch of albums and um, made our living solely from playing music. I met Ben in 2010 um, at a music shop called Fiddler's Green. where He was the shop manager at the time. And um, we got together, and then I ended up teaching lessons there when I wasn't on the road with the Carper family. And we got married in 2014 and had a baby. And in 2015, we moved to Lockhart with our baby, Franklin. Ben has worked at the shop since it opened in 2008. Uh, as a shop manager. And then, you know, he was commuting to Austin every day to work at Fiddler's Green once we moved to Lockhart. And then in 2020, we decided to buy the shop because it was coming up for sale. The owner was ready to move on and we wanted to keep doing Fiddler's Green. So figured out a way to buy the business. And, you know, that was at high, high COVID time. So we were, we actually signed all the paperwork to buy the business in February of 2020 and then had to close the very next week. So that totally felt like falling off a cliff. That was not fun. Um, but we realized while the shop was closed that it could really be anywhere because Ben was still shipping instruments, you know, regularly. And a little basement opened up in Lockhart right off the square. And we decided, let's do it. Like, let's, you know, the shop's already closed. It's a great time to move all the instruments and kind of start the shop over down here in Lockhart. So now his commute is two minutes instead of 45 minutes. Just as of last week, we have a new location in the works. Um, we're hoping to open late spring, but we're moving directly across the street. Right now we're at 107 North Main Street and late spring we'll be moving to 108 North Main Street. So it's literally just on the east side of the street there. Um, it's where the Logos building is now. And Janet and JJ Gr uh, Grigger 
sold us a building and they're moving next door. So we'll get to be neighbors with them. So you're not a songwriter and we, we talked a little bit about that, but you huh. are sort of a, an archaeologist of songs, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've, I've written songs that are just, you know, at home, like make how to make the bed with my kids and stuff like that. But I think I'm just so obsessed and so enthusiastic about the sound of the old country records that that's always been what, you know, leads me to learn new songs. And I'm always wanting to bring new old country songs to the stage. And there's what, that's what makes me excited. So that's kind of just been my path. Over time, is it is it informing like just your palette for writing your own songs? Is that kind of coming up a little bit? Because I mean, you've got if you're surrounded in it, right. you know. I'm just curious. Yeah, I think that you know, country music, it's it's simple in some ways, but it's also really complex in some ways. And I think just being you know sometimes being limited by three chords and just like a really simple, you know, heartfelt message can be a really cool concept for how to write a song. I just really have always loved, even as a kid, I really loved old things. It's like really, I really love old instruments and old cars and old motorcycles and old furniture and old buildings. And so maybe that's it for me. I just think they don't make things like they used to. And, you know, back back in the 50s and 60s, they cut most of these songs live. And it's just kind of a cool energy that you can hear in those recordings. Um of course, the tone of the guitar and the tone of the pedal steel, the tone of the of the singer's voice, it all just gets me right here. It's just my favorite. There's definitely, you know, a way of talking that, like, say, our grandparents, you know, talked, you know, they use certain turns of phrases and different, you know, things that were just part of the language in that time. And um, some of my favorite modern artists are people who are using kind of that bygone language, probably because I'm just so into, that's the music that I listen to. I mostly listen to old music. Um, But Melissa Carper, for example, she has a writing style that, you know, she also listened to a lot of Carter Family and Jimmy Rogers and old country music growing up. And I just love the way that her modern songs sound like they're written in the 40s. And it's just kind of a cool vibe. Commerce Hall is a new venue in town. Um, they're located above Commerce Cafe and they are, they are really doing things right in terms of charging, you know, a door charge to make sure the musicians get taken care of. And they have just such a gorgeous venue up there. It's, it's original floors. I don't know if you knew this, but that building predates the courthouse on the square. So it's one of the oldest buildings in downtown Lockhart. They've done such such a fantastic job bringing it to life. There's the original beadboard ceilings that they've restored and original hardwood floors up there that are like 150 years old. And it's perfect for dancing, for two-stepping. And so I thought it'd be really fun to to kick off a night called Two-Step Tuesday. There's so much going on in Lockhart on the weekends. And as a musician, I usually have gigs in Austin on the weekends. And so I thought, why not, you know, try to, try to get something going on a Tuesday. So it's called Two-Step Tuesday, and it's we're doing it every last Tuesday of the month up at Commerce Hall with just my band, Ginny and the Corn Ponies. Um, and we've brought in Vanessa from Double or Nothing Two-Step. She's a two-step instructor that teaches almost every night in Austin. You can find her in the Honky Tonks, and she's wonderful. She's super disarming and sweet and such a great instructor. So she kicks off lessons at seven and then the band plays from eight to 10 
and the whole thing's over at 10. So everybody can, you know, call it a night early on a weeknight. But um, we've done a couple so far and it's been great. And um, looking forward to doing it all year long. Yeah, so the next one is February 28th, which is uh, next Tuesday. I want to get the word out too that you don't have to dance. There's lots of cute cocktail, you know, cozy cocktail tables and places to hang. Um, if dancing isn't your thing, you just want to come hang out and enjoy the music. It's um, There's plenty of room for dancing and plenty of room for sitting too. I call it Old Folks at Home, but I think it's the real name of it is called uh, Homestead on the Farm. Um, and I learned the version that I heard first was a Doc Watson and Merle Travis version. So that's kind of the one I'm gonna riff on here. <clears throat> okay. are at home I wonder if they miss me when I'm gone I wonder if they pray for the boy who went away and left his dear old parents all alone you can't hear the cattle lowing in the lane you can almost see the fields of bluegrass green you can almost hear them cry as they kiss the boy goodbye oh I wonder Just a village and a homestead on a farm And a mother's love shields you from all harm A mother's love so true and a boy who loved her too Just a village and a homestead on a farm You can hear the cattle lowing in the lane You can almost see the fields of bluegrass green you can almost hear them cry as they kiss the boy goodbye Oh, I wonder how the old folks are at home You can't hear the cattle lowing in the lane can almost see the fields of bluegrass green. You can almost hear them cry as they kiss the pork pie. Oh, I wonder how the old folks are at home. Yeah, I wonder how the old folks are at home. 78644 is made possible by Texas Hatters, El Ray Bar and Nightclub, Nightbirds Hospitality, The Culinary Room, Wendy R. Books and Gifts, Birdie House, Maverick Horseback Riding, and our in-kind sponsors, Bevy's Fine Wine and Spirits, Good Things Grocery, Willigan's Island, Courthouse Nights, Printing Solutions, and the Gaslight Baker Theater. Also, we'd like to say a special thank you to Country Glaze Photography, who started taking pictures of our recording sessions for the show a few weeks ago. We're so grateful for helping us put visuals to the magic that happens in our studio. 
You can see Crystal's work on our Instagram page at 78644podcast or on her Instagram page at Country Glaze Photography. Our show is produced by Kate Collins, recorded at Troubadour Image and Sound, the Troubadour Studio in Lockhart, Texas, in-studio performances by Jenny Saad and Jen Hodges, and original recordings by the Roll Fast Ramblers, other music by the Gloryland Gospel Band. Our show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Radio Public, and everywhere else where podcasts are streamed. Thanks for listening. <laughs>